ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness, what an episode. I can't even bring myself to tell you that my name is Natalie Bohensky and this is another Game of Thrones Raven on podcast. I write recaps for the Fairfax News websites on this very amazing, wonderful, terrifying, heart-rendering, churning, stomach-burning show. And with me to discuss this week's amazing episode. We say that every week, but this week it's particularly true. <laughs> Stuart Late, Hello, how are you Natalie. doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? I finished this episode and all I could say was <laughs> It's one of those episodes I feel like we should have kept our powder dry because I've said previously this season that was a great episode, wasn't it? Mm. Where everyone sat around and talked. But uh, it's so much better <laughs> to be keep going, you know, to keep going and pushing and pushing and getting better and better absolutely. rather than us going, gee, it's gone downhill since episode two. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it seems, I mean, we suddenly realised why they had everyone sitting in rooms talking this season because they were saving it all for this episode, which had quite a few effect shots, including a giant uh, swatting at zombies, which, look, I wasn't something I knew I needed until I <laughs> saw it, and then it was all I wanted. I'd like to petition uh, for Stampy the Giant. <laughs> Look, I don't know what his name is, but he his reminded Stampy, me he reminded me of Stampy the elephant from <laughs> The Simpsons. I want to petition for him to be a regular character on the yeah, show. Absolutely. Just turning up and like swatting <laughs> people and stamping zombies. Let's look, do we want to talk Jon Snow hard home let's, battle look, sequence first? Let's save it. Let's save okay. it for the end because okay. you know, the the episode did, so we should too. Alright, let's start then. Over in Marine with Danny and Tyrion, and how nice was it to see our favourites actually talking together in the same room? I know it's amazing. It's it's fantastic to see Danny finally interacting with someone from Westeros. It's yeah. amazing. Like the, the show is finally bringing her next to someone who is from that other side of the narrow sea. And so you're saying apart from Ser Jorah? Well, yes. 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 Well, that, that's the thing, though. We, we would never... We don't think of Jorah as viewers. We don't think of him as, as coming from Westeros I like guess he does. But, but he's always been with Danny, as far as we're concerned. Mm, true. So this is someone who has been over in King's Landing, been doing... You know, a fan favourite, obviously, but he's been doing stuff. We, we're aware of where he's from. And then he's finally... He's over and Danny is interacting with another character from that side of the, of the world. It's great. It's great to see them finally... Get there. And they had some great scenes together. It was really good. And there was never really any chance that she would execute him. No, I don't think so. I think that would be a very easy way to make Danny the most hateable character on the entire <laughs> show if she killed off Tyrion. Like, imagine if, like, everything that Tyrion's been through, he gets to, he gets to Danny and she just goes, off with his head. It would just be, well, I don't care what happens to you for the rest of the series. That would be amazing. But... And also because he went into it with this very nihilistic outlook. Yeah, Where exactly. I've basically given up on life. Mm. Varys convinced me that you might be worth living for. But, <laughs> you know, if, if not, screw it. Yeah, I'm done. That's it. I'm out. I think that um, it was such a... I don't know, backfire for Jorah, though? Because... It definitely... It, it, I don't think that was the thing that he was hoping for. No, it was not <laughs> what he was hoping for. Sorry, we have a kitten in the way here. Look, this is Tali, the kitten. Say hi, Tali. He's not speaking. <laughs> Tali and Tormund, but we'll get to Tormund, the kitten, mm. later. So, it really did backfire on Jorah. There he was, standing there with his gift to Danny. Mm. And then his gift turns around and basically says, oh, you should probably get rid of this guy. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, though, is that Jorah, really, it makes a complete sense that he would yeah, say that. He absolutely. can't control what Tyrion says. That's right. All he's done is abduct him while he was urinating, 
<laughs> and hope for the best. <laughs> that most, yeah, most, Jorah's plan basically was kidnap Tyrion, blank space missing, get back with Danny. That, yeah. was, that was his. And Tyrion outed him as being in love with her as yes, well. I like, know, I know. Drop that great big clanger, <laughs> and then Jorah's face is just like, like ooh. <laughs> Danny didn't even really take notice or stock of that was oh she like... there, there was a little reaction she had oh, a little reaction think? oh yeah yeah there was a little reaction shot that she did that she was sort of embarrassed by it i think she was sort of taken aback i think she know i think she always knew that he was sort of infatuated with her yeah but yeah i think she finds that slightly uncomfortable you know i loved the uh thought process that Tyrion went through <laughs> to decide on what should happen to Jorah. Yes. Because it was really... You could see the wheels turning. Yeah, and it was really sensible and it was really mm. practical and it was very um, progressive in a way. He didn't mm. advocate just killing him. Because no, that's right. that's not for the greater good. Uh, and he really gave sound, solid advice. Yeah, so absolutely. So then we got to see him kind of throwing back some vino with Danny <laughs> in her private quarters. Because of course he is. And he, as he says, if you want me to tell you how I killed my father... I'm going to need a lot more wine than this. <laughs> they really had great lines, and I just there was, yeah, there was I a lot of good lines. This adored episode. seeing them together mm, and seeing yeah. them bounce off, and and I knew we would. I knew that we'd like. I mean, those two characters would probably go well together. I think mm. you know because she's this naive. She is still this naive uh, ruler, and he's very world weary at this point. And he has the exact experience and knowledge that she needs. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she has been stuck in Marine now for two seasons. She's not going anywhere. Things are not bad. She's mm. kind of recovered from the Sons of the Harpy. Things a aren't bit. bad, but they're not good. They're not great. Yeah. So having Tyrion there to start to counsel and, and, you know, bring his perspective is just so delicious. It is good. I, I want to know where Varys is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do, you think, do you think he's still back in that tavern, just looking under yeah. the tables, going, <laughs> I, I, this one? This one, surely. Has anyone seen a small man? A very small man. A small man with a long beard. A long beard and a scar across the nose. Goes by the name of Tyrion Lannister. I serve the realm. <laughs> Working on my Varys. Um, but, yeah, I would love to see Varys find his way there. Kind of maybe fall out of a out of a travelling box. Yes, you know, yeah, exactly. exactly. Saying, look, I wanted to bring you this gift and unfortunately I misplaced it and then Tyrion mm. turns around going, oh, hello, Varys. It's interesting though because, uh, you know, Danny is obviously not, not excited to see Jorah and she hates Tyrion to start with, which makes you wonder what her reaction would have been if Varys had have showed up as well because he, she knows who he is. Like, he's the spider. He's the one who's been trying to have her killed for the last... Ten years at least. You know? She and uh, Tyrion do have that conversation about mm. Varys saying he spied on me, he was the spy master. Yeah. Uh, and yet Tyrion then says, I suspect that he might be the reason you're alive. No, absolutely. And that's fine. And that, that lays a lot of good groundwork for when he eventually does show up. But I, I wonder what his plan was when he was just going to sort of sally in with, with Tyrion in tow and just go, hi, I'm the spy master who's been trying to kill you for the last 15 years. Um, uh, can, I, can I join your... Court? Is that okay? But he is very slippery. He, would he convince, is. He, he, he probably had a plan. He could convince the Dothraki to buy horses. <laughs> I trying to think of a metaphor on the selling ice. He could sell, he could sell ice, ice to a White Walker. Yeah. <laughs> That's much better. Yes. That's much better. 
So there we are, Danny saying that she doesn't want to go into Westeros and kind of curry favour with the great houses, mm. what's left of them. <laughs> she wants to break the wheel. Now, is this a sign that Daenerys wants to set up some sort of parliamentary democracy? Well, this is what I mean. I don't, you know one man, I one don't vote? think so, but that is kind of what she's implying. She's going, I don't want this cycle of, you know, houses constantly feuding over the, over the power. And I'm like... Okay, so I guess like a re- yeah, representative democracy we're going to see set up here. What's going to happen? It's a, it's a badass line, and obviously it featured in the trailer as well. And I was really excited when she started it. I'm like, oh, this is that line from the trailer. This is great. But yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense. What does she mean by mm. that? It's very it's very interesting. And uh, so, it, I mean, it's great that she can be a good, decent ruler, but can she ensure that in her line or whoever inherits a throne? But she does. I mean, she says it very ominously. She's not being benevolent when she says that. She's out for. Uh, some form of revenge, I would say. So what what does she mean by breaking the wheel? Does mm. she mean she's going to get rid of all the other noble houses and it'll mm. just be her and, and then common people? Like she, she, that they make a big mention about the fact that what was it, what was it like to rule without the rich? And then it becomes, well, what if you just got rid of the rich? I yeah. don't know. That's, that's me speculating. I don't a little know. bit of French Revolution action yeah, happening. Yeah, absolutely. Who knows? So that's Danny and Tyrion. But there's still the Jorah factor, Stu. Absolutely, yeah. Well, we see Jorah then despondent after being turned away for a second time from Danny's court. Grayscale. Grayscale. Quick little establishing shot showing, you know, he's a condemned man anyway. He goes back to the slaver and says, I'm the best fighter you've got. Let me fight for her in the pits. So here we go. We're going to see Jorah. Jorah I need the gladiator. to be the star war- quarterback, man. Big game. <laughs> Throw me the ball, man. <laughs> What's his angle here? What's he doing? Just another chance to see Daenerys? I think... I don't know. I, I think he might... Like, it might be a, a sort of a fatalism on Jorah's part now because he, he knows that he can't be near her anymore. Like, she won't have him in court. Even if she won't kill him, she's not going to have him near her because Tyrion said, you know, it's politically crazy to have him in your court anymore. So maybe he's just decided to go out fighting. Like, he'll dedicate his life to her and and do that I'm not sure I mean that's obviously what the show's hinting towards but then the show very rarely sort of follows where it where you think it's going to go so to me it's a show of I need to see Daenerys again I need to convince her again but if he had the grayscale why didn't he at least ask for treatment or does he think that perhaps they would have just gone well we're just going to kill you to be fair that's probably what they would say absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. we have to kill you to stop a potential outbreak yeah I feel like he's trying to die in the most honourable way possible now yeah you know, he thought he could have a second chance. He wasn't given it. So he's like, well, I can either go to some hovel and, you know, gradually become one of those stone men, or I could, you know, do something worth, you know, do something worthwhile as he sees it, um, dedicating, you know, himself to the... To killing guys. To, to killing guys, yeah. Yeah. Just wrecking dudes. It's really, it's really honourable. <laughs> I'm just going to go Jorah, smash some shit up. Jorah isn't the most honourable character, let's not forget. So. True, true, true. But he loves Danny. He's he such does a love puppy Danny dog. In, a, in a creepy old man sort of way. Okay, yeah. It's <laughs> still a bit honourable. Yes. Let's move slowly west towards Westeros, mm. making a stop off in Bravos at the House yes. of Black and White, which I've said today in my recap is actually now I've realised what it is. I said last week that it was the training centre for people to become George Costanza, which still holds. Mm, yes. But now I've said it's basically NIDA. And, <laughs> and Arya is... I think NIDA, is... NIDA actually has uh, harsher auditions. <laughs> Arya is Kate Blanchett in waiting. <laughs> 
because again, that, make me believe it. Yeah, method acting. She has to believe it. And I, it was funny the way that they composed those shots because they had Arya talking about this character Anna, I think it was the, the mm. oyster seller, and they interspersed that with shots of her dressed up pushing this oyster trolley and you know talking to people and selling oysters. And I thought for a second that was like a imposed sort of fantasy sequence but yeah, no 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 like, it was just clever camera work well no but, but, it, but it, was, it was it was really clever in a way because the, what that does is that that was a fantasy that then becomes reality what did we make of her encounter with the thin man I didn't now, understand what what was okay. going on okay um, this is the best that I could put it down to yeah. it's an insurance scam yeah 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 I, I get that it was oh right it was, that's what I, I had trouble guess. well yeah I, I thought but, but they were talking about like you know a man gambles on himself and I'm like Surely there was an easier way of explaining that. Like, you know, it was insurance scam. But if you don't know what insurance is, then it makes sense that you're saying he's gambling yeah. on himself. What a strange thing to do. Like, we all do it. And but, what happened but then, but in this it's instance... Not just, it's not just insurance, though, because, like, he, he made a bet that he wouldn't come back. I think that he asked for, like, the money back or a stake of it back, and then the guy refused. So he's now poor. The captain's now poor. We're going to have to cut this out and make this a separate podcast. <laughs> How do insurance scams work? No, because, because there was the implication then that, or unless the captain decided he didn't have to die to make the thing work, and then the guy was like, no, 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 you totally have to die. Otherwise, why was he talking about his kids? It just didn't make, it didn't make any sense to me. That part wasn't very clear. There was something where the captain had given most of his money to the thin man. To the thin man. For the sake that if he died, the thin man would give it to his kids. Uh, then he didn't die? And then he didn't die and must have asked for it back or something? But he was giving him money. He was handing it to him going, look, here it is. We don't have to do this or something. I don't know. Like, uh, the whole thing. It was very... It was a bit confusing. Yeah, I, I didn't get I didn't get exactly what was going on there. I got the general gist, which was that the thin man is a bit of a creep and a... a, a Steals your like money. Like a, a card shark sort of thing, yeah. I guess, or a loan shark. Was it then that the guy... Was that the guy who was in the temple... Of the many-faced god. See, again, like... Bowing? I, uh, maybe? I don't know. I'm not sure. Because he said to... He said to Arya, Today, don't take this left turn onto this lane. Take the right turn and head to the harbour. Yes. And she was saying, Did you know what I was going to see? And he said, I didn't know what you were going to see. But I thought maybe if the guy had been in there praying for help... Yeah. And, like, Jack and Hagar had overheard it and gone, Okay, well, this is a case. And he's given Arya some poison or something? Yeah, I, I assume that's poison that will go in, like in the oysters. soy sauce for the oysters? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Certain restaurants you go to, you don't have to add poison, but, you know, it's fine. Ooh, um, oh, Hey! Uh, sorry. It was confusing. <laughs> it um, was, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't exactly sure. I don't know if... The, I, I'm not sure if that guy who was in the temple with them at the end of that scene was also the guy, like, the captain who mm. was trying to give the money to the thin man... I'm not sure what was going on. Well, this but the, but the, the weird thing about the scene was that even despite all that, it doesn't really matter because the main gist of it is that Arya has now been given a mission to kill someone and she seems really happy about it. Yeah. That seems to be that she was really like grinning to herself she as she was, was walking away. She was. It does raise the point though because this happened last week when we thought, both of us thought that uh, Sansa had asked Reek to take the candle and light it in the top of the broken tower and both mm. of us thought that he got up there and Ramsay was there but subsequently it came out and thank you to all the commenters who, who pointed this out that yes. no Theon had just gone straight to Reek yeah again because Reek was in his dining room yeah, and the, a lot of the, people and we were not the only ones to be confused by that, that, that I'm glad that was not, a, that was not an, <laughs> an editing choice that was very well done it was it seemed like for some reason uh, 
Ramsey was on, on top of the broken tower when it, actually he was just in his room and that's yeah. where Rick had gone. Only because it's been set up in the past when people think they're going somewhere and then Ramsey's waiting for them. Yes, it's exactly. totally within the realm yeah, yeah. of possibility he was just that Ramsey would have on the top of that tower, yeah. already discovered what was going on yeah, exactly. and be lying in wait. Yeah. And again, like, like it's, it's one of those things that it doesn't matter in the long run, but it was a confusing detail. Like you're just sort of like, hang on, what? What, mm. what happened there? But And when for old school hands, Game of Thrones hands like us, Stu, are getting <laughs> confused, imagine how people like my mum would go who says, I just want to watch an episode of this Game of Thrones just to see what it's like. I said, uh, well, mum, if you sit down and watch the first was episode. Was this episode the one that she watched? No, or? no, 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 no. <laughs> she wants to watch one. She's like, maybe you could give me the first episode. I said, mum, if you just sit down and watch the first episode, you will be so confused and go, well, this mm. is rubbish. Like you need yeah. to... Plan ahead, set aside three, four hours to watch three, yeah. four episodes to try and actually sink into well, it. Well, she should watch the first episode of Series 1. That's how, that's how you get in. Like, you that's know. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you only yeah. watch the first episode, it's really confusing. Like, I watched the first episode and then didn't go back to it for weeks. Um, <laughs> just because of various reasons. But one yeah. of them was that I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I, also because I'm not a big downloader or anything like that. So it was a friend who turned up one day with a, a, a drive full of... Oh, okay, TV yes, shows yeah. and one of them happened to be Game of Thrones I went oh, I'll give that another go two hours later I was like this is the best show ever <laughs> this has changed my life that's, and, that's, and, how, and that's how I watched season yeah, yeah. one was was binging on it so I consider myself you know fairly good on the uptake I'm not brilliant at it but mm. I, I consider myself fairly sharp so now I've kind of been confused by a couple of things two weeks yeah, in a row absolutely, yeah. speaking of Sansa let's talk Sansa yes. and Theon slash Reek at Winterfell Sansa's not happy with him no and um, was Showing some real strength in this scene, I thought. I, I don't know how to describe it, but like she was, she was very, she had a very commanding presence this time around. Whereas Reek was very, obviously, you know, very sort of um, small and 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 broken. Mm. And I thought that was an interesting dynamic between the two, and especially for Sansa, who's often been in, on the opposite end of of things. It's it's interesting to see her in a position of power within a scene. Thought yeah. That was very... Well. I mean, last week we saw her very, very vulnerable, having been brutalised by mm. Ramsay, and then we saw him kind of gloat over her yes. when he revealed the, you know, the kindly nursing lady, nursing lady, housekeeper, nursemaid. No, she was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Old lady servant. Old lady woman. Yes. <laughs> and Sansa was very upset, but she did steal herself a bit in that. So somehow, you know, as I said, iron in her soul, Valerian yes. steel in Valerian her soul. Steel. And she has sort of been able to kind of focus her anger on Reek. And she does that yeah. by saying, if I could hurt you now, like Theon hurt yeah. you, you know, cut pieces I off you totally until you're would. no longer Theon, I would. Yeah, absolutely. But she can only cut with words. <laughs> and so she does. And so the revelation comes out that Theon did not kill Bran and Rickon. That's it. And that's a huge moment because I think that's the first time. I, I guess the implication is that Ramsay knows that. Oh, or yes. maybe, or maybe not. No, but... sorry. So we, this also came out because I had forgotten yes. that Ramsey does in fact know that from Theon. Right. He, he okay. got that bit of information out of Theon, and again, thanks to the commenters on the on the on the Fairfax site last week who pointed that I, out to me. I don't saying, remember that at all. Like, was yeah, that... I hadn't remembered, but it is actually okay. Yeah, right, it, it did happen. Right. He did find out that yeah. that Theon didn't burn. Um, Bran and Rickon that they were right. Okay. So again, it's another piece of information that Ramsay has. Yeah. But now Sansa has but now it as Sansa well. Sansa has it, absolutely. So she knows that Jon is the Lord Commander. She knows that her two other brothers are somewhere. Um, she doesn't necessarily she know might, if they're okay. But... She might make the same logical step, which is if they knew about Jon being at the wall, well, 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 they did know that Jon was at the wall. They wouldn't have known that he'd gone beyond the wall. That's right, yeah. She might think, 
maybe I'll head north and yeah, if I was you know, to escape, to I could wall, I could go north and, that, and they head might to the be wall. there. Otherwise, I don't know. She might sort of journey castle to castle looking for her brothers if she can escape <laughs> Ramsay Bolton and like pound him with that corkscrew thing that she picked up yes, last week, exactly. which was apparently it's um a screw that you use to um tap a keg or burst a barrel or something oh, okay. like that. Right. Yes. Which okay. you know is good because it's nice and pointy. That's it. After that, of course, was Ramsay talking to Roos. Boo! Yes! (laughs) Roos and Ramsay bolted! With some very ominous uh, predictions from from Ramsay, where he says, you know, I don't need an army. Just give me 20 good men and I'll take care of Stannis' forces. Mm. That will be interesting to see what happens. And Roos is being all smooth going, a good commander does not give up a defensive advantage. (laughs) He's so smooth. He's so oily. He is. No, not oily is not the right word. Like slimy, I guess, or um. Like yeah. Yeah, because he's not he's not kind of skinny enough to be oily and slimy like Littlefinger. Mm. He's kind of oozy and maybe oozes. (laughs) Oozes something. Um, Regret, I think, from my (laughs) oozes regret. Oozes no, I ooze regret. No wait. I don't ooze people. He causes other people to ooze. No, well, yes, when he flays people. That's true. I, I have to leave that with me. I'll have to think of what Ramsay Bolton is. <laughs> what exact flavour of creepy he is. <laughs> it's hard to pin down. You know, R- Ramsay is fine. We get that. But Roos is a very strange animal. Yeah. yeah. So next week, Stannis battle maybe? Yeah, well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what everyone's been predicting. And, and surely that's what we've been building towards. And we, I thought that would be the big sort of action-packed uh, episode of the season, because episode nine usually is. But, yeah, obviously that uh, that turned out to be wrong, so mm. we'll get to that soon. Let's quickly check in with Cersei. Yes, who's... Bitch me in jail! <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, bitch, were you thinking you were queen? <laughs> no. It's a little bit, a uh, little bit prisoner cell block H in there. There's a little bit of that. Little bit. I, I thought they were the Silent Sisters, but apparently not. They're just like female sparrows, or because uh, the Silent Sisters uh, yeah, are the silent. Silent they, Sisters are silent. They, they must just be female just sparrows, si- I guess. Si- sisters. Yeah, just random nuns. <laughs> They're just sisters. If there's just the sisters. silent, yeah, sisters, they'd just be yeah. sisters. Or the unless, unless it's like an honorary name. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, but I'd never heard a Silent Sister speak. Mind you, I've only seen them about twice in That's the whole right. series. They, they haven't featured quite prominently. Cersei's being tortured, essentially. It's a little bit V for Vendetta. Sort of breaking her down. And yeah, but she's not easy she is to break. She is Cersei Lannister. Let's, yeah. let's, let's give it up for her. She is Cersei Lannister. Even in the middle of, like, you know, the insane thirst and hunger that she's going through, she's still making threats about how she's going to kill this so, person I'm going to kill you all. Yeah. I'm going to kill you um, My face is going to be the last thing you see before you die. <laughs> I'm going to rip your eyeballs out with my fingernails. Mm. Uh, she is... Fierce, you know, fierce, fierce woman, but she's really losing friends. She's Tommen backed herself in the corner. Yeah, and we heard some interesting things. Kyburn came in and visited her. Yeah, and gave her some weird. News. The work continues. <laughs> the work, the work continues. Continue the research. <laughs> to the flying monkeys down in my basement. I'm Kyburn. <laughs> some ominous news about Tommen, who is apparently locked in his. He's taken ill, poor take, boy. He's, he's he's shied himself away, and no one's seen him. For a long time. Oh, were you suggesting uh, he might be out on a secret uh, mission? Who, mission? A mission. <laughs> a secret mission, yes. A mission. That's, that's one way to call Michon. it. Mission. Mission? Is that... Um, mission. I is, that mission. The ga- is that the Game of Thrones version of sending someone to a farm, is it? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He's off on a secret mission. He's very happy. <laughs> well, Jamie's off on a secret mission, <laughs> that, that's and that's true, yes. That could, go either, way. Mission, yeah, yeah, that could go either right. way at this point. He could be uh, off to the farm. It's quite interesting, though. We, we now see why they had to get Jamie away from the capital. But she because... got rid of Jamie. Well, yeah, that, that's right. But I mean, like, the, the, the showrunners, um, you know, more broadly, had to get him away. Oh, oh well, because... I wonder, that might have been a Martin plotline. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, to have him out of the capital because he couldn't be there for any of this because, of course, he wouldn't stand for it. Like, he would rally a Kingsguard. He, he is a Kingsguard. He would have rallied the other king's guard and basically killed every sparrow he could get his hands on mm. so of course um he's away for all of this which i found really interesting i never really put that together until just now that of course jamie's away because if he was here things would mm. not be playing out like they were no and she really i mean it is funny we've talked about this before but the fact that she left herself so open to the high sparrow She's just, and she's, she's still not just, going, I raised him up, yes, I will not exactly. bow before yeah. some two-bit It's just peasant. the sheer, like, sheer pompous arrogance of Cersei Lannister that she just couldn't even see this coming. She never even could have imagined it for a million years. She's like, I raised this person up, I did that, mm. and now he turns on me? Why? When did it's this happen? <laughs> Sure, every other plan I've ever made backfires all the time, but this one will work. Ah, oh, Cersei. <laughs> you got a real bee in your bonnet about Cersei. Just, just uh, well, she's a great character to hate. It's oh, amazing. yeah, yeah, she's that's a, true. She's that's a great true. character. And she does, um, you know, refuse to yield when she's in the cell. And Kyburn does say a lovely line that the burden of proof in her uh, yes. upcoming trial <laughs> will perhaps not need to be as heavy or yeah. as, as significant as in a, a trial by the Crown because, mm. you know, they're religious freaks. That's right. So basically one small piece of, oh, yeah, she did this and you're done. <laughs> and he says the line, belief is so often the death of reason. Death of reason, yeah. And that was just... I think is that a quote from someone? I didn't get a chance to look that up, but I think that someone actually said that. That feels like, like a quote like from someone. Like someone in our world? Yeah, or... like that feels like a, a quote from someone. Oh, really? I don't know. Maybe I mean, it, people Maybe have not. said similar things, but yeah, it, it right. was probably the most succinct version of, of that yeah, idea absolutely. that I've heard uttered or, or summarised in a while. And I just went, oh, that is a great line. And, <laughs> you know, it could apply so much to our current world and things that happen. <laughs> But you know, let's not get too political. But Cersei, Cersei's now reaping the reaping the whirlwind that she started because it turns out that Kevin's back in the capital and ruling the small council. Yeah. But he's like, eh, let it let her rot for a bit. Yeah. You know? Let her just figure out that. Thanks out for, for bringing that up because he's always been one of those teeny little characters that I've always yeah. enjoyed seeing when he's yeah, cropped right. up. Just to know a bit more about him, like is he as ruthless as Tywin was? They're yeah. brothers, but is Appa- he? Uh, yeah, apparently he's a good he's a good commander in the field and like a, a good like ruler but uh he was tywin's younger brother i think mm. so he wouldn't have had that kind of dynastic drive yes, that exactly. tywin had so yeah. perhaps maybe he's a bit of a savior for the lannister name potentially maybe who knows i mean we'll mm. see um jamie's stuck down in dawn so he's the only lannister left in the capital yeah interesting let's quickly check oh and in. there was sorry I, I, sorry <laughs> no you're all right <laughs> i'm getting i'm getting a look here listeners um, no, the, no, no, um... no, I'm just, sorry, what's I giving you a look? I didn't mention to give you a look, I was like, for heaven's sake, I, I jumped. Jude, I jumped in and there was a, there was can a, Can we what? move on? We've got limited, the podcasts are getting longer every week. Yeah. You don't have to edit the stuff. I know, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I tease, I tease. No. 
Uh, so what were you going to no, say? No, there was one. There was one more thing from Kyburn's visit, which was that line that we were making fun of before, which is the work continues. Yes, and it does. And who knows? Maybe that's going to be Cersei's salvation. Franken monster. His Franken, Franken zombie, mountain. zombie mountain. Franken mountain. Franken mountain. Yes. I like Franken uh, mountain. So that that's bubbling away in the background. Maybe he could bust out Cersei. Well, maybe. Maybe yeah. that's going to be how it all happens. I don't know. That's Grr, be... mountain smash. <laughs> <laughs> Gilly and Sam yes. up at the wall. Very mm. sweet. <laughs> how are you feeling? You know. Uh, How's well, it going? I wasn't. I wasn't. You know, beaten up. No, I don't mean that. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm a bit scared. Um, sweet little moment. And then Ollie came in. Now, Stu, have you changed your mind about no, Ollie? No, not at all. In fact, he's going to do something terrible before the season's over. He's oh, going to think? do something absolutely atrocious. Uh, um, I don't know what it will be, but they're totally... Like, they could not be telegraphing that more. Um, cause he in has in been... a way, the show really does, actually. Like, they could not be... He basically has a sign over his head saying, I'm going to do something stupid. Like, it's... Well, we find because out. He, yeah, he asks. He asks um, Sam, you know, about oh, you know, if you, you know, knew something was wrong, but you, you want you, you know, you wanted to do something in your heart. What do you, what do you think you would do? And Sam's like, oh no, you have to, you have to do what you think is right. You know, no matter the consequence. I'm like, well, obviously that's going to come back to bite everyone oh, in the yeah. ass later, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't even pick up on that as deeply as you have, Stu. <laughs> I don't think I'd hate Ollie I'm a, enough. I'm, I'm a deep guy. Yeah, you are a no, deep the, guy. Um, you are. Yeah, no, I, I have taken it. I, I didn't like him in his first appearance just because I hate that sort of child character. <laughs> he was very much the, oh, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the plucky orphan. I don't know. I don't know what I he just did. He Irish? <laughs> Pro- probably. Given this show, he probably is. Look at that. The Wadelings <laughs> just chapped up me Mars head. I don't believe it. I am righteously pissed off now. I'm going to go running off to the Night's Watch, join up, learn how to wield a sword, shoot some wildling girl in the back with me arrow. <laughs> so I, my accent's changing rapidly now. I'm becoming yeah, Welsh slightly you're doing, now. You're doing I'm a tour in, of the British I'm Isles. Going into Welsh now, Molly. <laughs> oh no. I, I need to. Uh, this is going very badly. Oh, <laughs> That's when that's when my Welsh. When you do Welsh and you start to to mess it up, you start sounding slightly Indian. You do, yes. <laughs> it's not a good look. Apologies to all of our British, Welsh, Irish listeners, and Indian listeners, and Indian yeah, listeners, particularly, of course. Uh, no offence was meant by my uh, racial stereotyping. Uh, my mother was Irish. Uh, was Irish? Still is what Irish. She still is. She is an Australian now, but she she was Irish, and so I, I feel I have a certain amount of genetic. Kind of cachet, yes, yeah. to, to to mock the Irish, but um, we'll 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 just move on. Um, <laughs> no, but Ollie, do you Ollie think going, though? Because yeah. considering what we're about to talk about, um, do you think perhaps Ollie may side with? I hate to say this, Sir Alice Thorn in my side, yeah, and well, say, look, don't open the walls, because that's what they said. They said we have to get all the wildlings through the tunnels. Maybe yes. they won't. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe maybe Alistair is going to lead some sort of mutiny because um, John's over there and he's on this side of the wall. So who's to say what happened to Jon Snow when he went north of the wall? So that could happen. Um, Ollie, we know, is a good shot with a bow. You know, maybe that's going to come oh. into it. Maybe that's going to come into it. Um, I'm sure he's going to screw things up somehow, that little shit. So <laughs> <laughs> We're coming for you, Ollie. <laughs> We like most of the kids in this show, but most not of the kids, you. Not you, champ. Not you. You were a you were a dick from the moment I laid eyes on you. <laughs> I don't know what it is. 
Don't know what it is. Something about your face. I just hate your little face. <laughs> it's so funny though, isn't it? Like in real life when, you know, all kids are wonderful and beautiful and I accept that. But then some kids you're like, you are a little shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, fine, kid, you know, just kid kid type behavior. Yeah, like, you're type you're behavior. adorable, you're adorable, or, get out. Not even that. You might, oh, you're a bit ruck, raucous and you're a bit untidy or you're a bit this. But, you know, you, sir, yeah. are going to be in jail in three years. <laughs> And deserve it. You can always tell. Yeah. You can always but tell. But you can never say that to the parents. You That's right. You can't it's ever like... give them some helpful advice. <laughs> like, hey, I think your, cu- your kid is a bit of a shit. <laughs> Surprisingly, that doesn't go down very Never well. goes down Even well. though you mean it, you know, you're trying to help them. You are trying to help. And mm. like, who knows what could be avoided if that kid was just kind of slapped around a little. <laughs> Speaking of slapping around a little, mm. my heart was slapped around majorly by the second half. Was it the whole second half? It was the entire second half. I actually went back and checked. And as soon, once we start with John and Tormund and everyone else... That's it. It does not cut away. So for, for 30 minutes straight, we follow that story along. Which, which is, is similar to what they did with Joffrey's wedding feast and his death yeah. in series yeah. four. I don't think it was quite as long. I think it was like a 20-minute sequence. But still, yeah. it's a lovely set piece. That, mm. And it's wonderful that they have the freedom to go, we're going to turn over this much time. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, well, th- they've obviously been building towards this. Yeah, this and been, I mean, yeah. ha- having said that, the Battle of Castle Black was a whole episode. That was the entire episode. So, that was, that was, that's still, I think, the most epic episode the show has done. And this is what I, I said today was, it, you know, com- it really had my heart pounding in a way that, that it hasn't since the Castle Black battle. Yeah, because battle. Yeah, it, and it's it, thrilling and exciting and you don't know what's going to happen to any of the characters and in the best possible way. And it, it sort of it ramped up what happened because, of course, in Castle Black was the, 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 the you know, the what do you call them? The Westeroses, the South of the Wall people versus the Wildlings? Yes, uh, yeah. I suppose we'd just say Night's Watch, but I was about to say the humans versus the what? Can, <laughs> can I bring up a point? What's with Wildlings? It's just such a pretty kind of trivial name for these hardcore, brutal, you know, very, very fight happy. You know, I assume they have farming types because they talk about, uh, mm. you know, wanting farming lands and stuff like that. But they, they, these are a hard people, but they're called wildlings. Like, wildlings. Like, like fairies and pixies. <laughs> oh no, the wildlings are coming. Oh, they've got bows and arrows. Hello, with the wildlings. Well, it's interesting actually because. <laughs> It's interesting because the show, you know, they, they could have gone full, like, othering with the wildlings. Like, they could have, you know, made them all dress weird and, and you know, be, like, have weird markings on them or something. And, and only, a, only a couple, I think, the Thins the have. The Thins, yeah. That they do that to themselves. But for the most part, they just look like the people south of the wall. And that's a very important distinct. That's a very important point for the show is that these are just people who happened to be north of the wall when it went up a thousand years ago. You know, they're just like the people south of the wall. Uh, you know, there's no difference, really. So it's... They probably should be a lot more inbred than they are. <laughs> well, you say, well, not, not necessarily, because apparently there's all these different tribes and, and all but that But still, sort of I mean, the population is going to be fairly yeah. compact. Yeah, I don't know. Well, look Over at Iceland. Over a thousand years. Look at Iceland. They have, like, a special app to tell you if someone's your cousin. Really? They do. They actually, in, in Iceland, they have an app that will tell you, you can enter names and it will look at like family trees and go, no, no, too close. Yeah. That's hysterical. That, that's, a, that's a problem in Iceland. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. <clears throat> so, the battle at Hardhome. So I looked it up on the map of Westeros. Yes. 
for some reason in my mind, I imagined them, because Castle Black's kind of in the middle of the wall. Yeah. And I imagined it for some reason being off at the west, but that's completely wrong. It's off to the east. So there's yeah, like a okay. peninsula that juts mm-hmm. out, and then Hard Home is right at the top of that peninsula. So it's right, like okay. this enclave on the very edge of the, the, world, the, basically, the yeah. land beyond winter, or whatever it's called. Mm. They really have nowhere else to go. You know, they're, they're behind yeah. them are big craggy rocks. In front of them is the sea. They're kind of stuffed. Yeah. And they really are in a position where they can't really bargain. But boy, don't they give it a go. They give it a red hot go. <laughs> oh boy, do they. So let's take it from the middle. So John turns up. Now this, this whole half hour went kind of flying past so much that forgive me if I get the order of things wrong. Because yes, no, that's right. It was really tough to recap because I'm trying to think, so hang on, this happened and when did this person get shunted by a zombie and when did the, <laughs> and when did the giant come out with his big swinging matchstick and so forgive us if we get the order slightly wrong but john turns up with torment and there's a lovely line where he says we're all fools together or something like that to john snow he says do they think yeah, you're a they... fool they'll think we're fools together which i thought was very nice and then they have a meet and greet with yeah. the lord the, of the, bones the lord of bones uh who um, gives torment a bit of shit and yeah torment, torment don't take no shit <laughs> Tormund don't take no shit. Well, okay, first of all, I, I wanted to go back and count it. He kept referring to Jon Snow as being pretty. Yes. Like, all the time. And I'm like, Tormund, are you developing are you, some um... feelings for this guy? Like, because, hell, I agree with you. He's a very pretty there's man. Some, there's some long, cold nights north of the world. That's, that's all I'll say. But he says he has two daughters, and Jon Snow is prettier than oh, both of them. Than both of them. <laughs> Look, I think it's anyone with eyes can recognise that Jon Snow is a pretty, pretty man. He's he's dreamy. I do do like the fact, though, that it's almost a running joke now. That not just Tormund, but like a lot of characters refer to Jon Snow as being very pretty. Yeah. It's just just this thing. You can almost see him roll his eyes whenever someone does it now. It's like, Those fine, fine, stark features. Mm. Or is it? Parenting issue here. Yes, he says to the Lord of Bones, "Oh, he's he's really pretty." And are you going to suck his? And before he can say (laughs) anything more, Tormund has grabbed his spear, like Lord of Bones' spear or something, and and, a hammer, and then like hacked him him to death. And everyone (laughs) just stands there. What what I love is that that happens. Everyone kind of like backs off, like whoa. And then that happens. Tormund storms off. Everyone's like, "Fair enough, too." And then like they're all okay with that. I suppose that's the way you have to be in that kind of very... Yeah, very, very tribal and, and mm. uh, stark environment. But then he follows that up by saying... Because he'd said to them... That's right, that's what was so comedic about it. Because he'd said, you know, gather everyone and let's talk. Yeah. And then he bashed the guy to death. And then he said, gather everyone and let's talk. Which <laughs> <laughs> is so beautifully written. And so they all rock up into this tent. And there's the giant Stampy yeah, in the Stampy tent. the giant now, up the back. question. How did he get in the tent? <laughs> Well, never, it, was a pretty, he, it was a pretty big tent. It like, was, it was but know. there's not a big door on the tent. Like, he could have crawled he, in, or he might maybe came in through the roof. He's like four <laughs> metres tall. He's not an insignificantly yeah. small giant. Yeah, no, that's right. He's a big giant. <laughs> I did I did like that they had a giant there, because like it's one of those things that Game of Thrones does where every once in a while it will remind you what sort of show you're watching. Like last season, it was, I think, the final episode where suddenly fire elves appear. And like kill oh, the, zombies, the children, the fire, yeah, the, the children, children of the, of the forest. forest yeah. um, suddenly, um, elves that shoot fire have are a thing in Game of Thrones. It's like, yeah, remember we're a fantasy show. Yeah. Like, remember that. So every once in a while, they will have a, a scene where suddenly a giant. They they have a big chat. Right. My name's Jon Snow, and I'm an alcoholic, <laughs> or I'm the Night's Watchman. 
goes through the whole rigmarole. All the reasons that we know that they have to yeah. join it. All the reasons that make complete sense. Absolutely, yeah. But, you know, it is a tough sell. These guys haven't been following the backstory like we have. So they're still hanging on to their like, well, okay, we might be sitting on the edge of this tiny peninsula with no food and nowhere to go. And But you know what? We're not going to help you. Yeah. Screw you guys. <laughs> and then emerged my new favorite character, Awesome Chick. <laughs> Do you know who I, I'm talking I hope, about? Yeah, I know who exactly who you're talking about. I hope you didn't get too attached to her. This is my problem. Yeah. <laughs> I immediately got attached to Awesome Chick. And I, think, then... I think you were definitely meant to because she came out swinging. Like it was very, it was very much. She was so I'm good. I'm an awesome character. I've got a bit of swagger. I I've, wish I've I knew her awesome name. Lines. She came out and said this fantastic line when, when one of them said, my ancestors you know, will be offended if I break <laughs> bread with crows. And she said, so will mine. But fuck it. They're dead. They're dead. <laughs> And then she had another great line shortly after that when the Then goes, oh, you know, grumble, grumble, walks out. Then she walks out and she goes, I fucking hate Thens. So good. And by that point, I was like, you need to now live forever and ever. Yes. And you're going to be my best friend and I love you and you're going to rock and you're going to come down and work with Jon Snow at the wall and maybe have a bit of a wildling thing with him. (laughs) You know, he's done it before. And then, oh, what's this? So, of course, the show takes her away from you immediately. No, no, no. No, no. This is the thing. They show her putting her two daughters daughters. in a boat saying, I'll be right behind you. And I was like, fuck no! (laughs) You already, as soon as you saw that, you already knew what was going to happen. It's like, oh God. I did, but then I did slightly because I got distracted by all the fighting and the giant stomping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I forgot that she was still out there fighting. And then, of course, it all went wrong for her. And I was like, (laughs) no, I like her. Vale, awesome chick. But she was great. Like, you know, the fact that they were able to convince... Win them over. It does make you think, though. Had Jon Snow turned up a day later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny how the plot, the plot conveniences uh, make so everything convenient. match up. It's, yeah, it's that's really right. amazing timing <laughs> that Jon Snow just showed up and they're all in the process of evacuating all these uh, wildlings and uh, shipping them off to the boats. And then um, massive zombie, zombie attack! <laughs> Again, it looks like some of those zombies have been hanging around for quite some time. Well, this is the thing. So there's, there's, there's two levels, yeah? There's the White Walkers, who are yes. like the guys in charge. They're like and then liches or something, yeah. So Liches? Well, that's, that's a fan. Sorry, I'm, I've got, my nerd is showing. Are you going yeah. fantasy, <laughs> I'm, go, I'm going full nerd here. You're going full nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'll, no, I'll, what I'll was dial it? that back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're like in command, and yes. then the undead are their army, and they're are the ones army, they, yeah. they, and they they're, turn. They're being controlled by the White Walkers. Yeah. So, yes. The White Walkers raise this army of zombies to fight for them, basically. Yes. So yeah. that's the distinction that I wanted to make. So I wasn't yes. saying that they were fighting White Walkers. They were, in fact, fighting zombies. Zombies, yeah, absolutely. And boy, crazy. There was, a lot of, there was a lot of zombie fighting, and it was great. What I assume must have been CG work and a little bit of prosthetic stuff. Yeah. You know, really, really top-notch. Really like, great seamless. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I... There was a couple of shots that, that looked a bit like Harry Harryhausen, Jason and the Argonauts sort of fighting the skeletons thing. There was a couple of shots that oh, were a yeah. bit... Oh, <laughs> but other than that, like, it was really, really good. Like, it was very cool. Yeah, it did make me sort of yell a bit, you know, Dead by Dawn! Dead by Dawn! <laughs> Dead by Dawn! Dead by Dawn! <laughs> what fun Ash would have had in, in that little setting. Yeah. <laughs> so then, um, Jon Snow. Jon Snow goes to the main tent where they've left all the dragon glass, conveniently. Yeah. Um, I would have thought that someone's job would have been to carry that shit around. Yeah. This is pretty important, guys. This is the only thing that we know of that kills that will these kill things. Them. How about we keep someone's job? Keep that. Or maybe not take every single one that we have uh, with us. Maybe, you know... Leave some back, leave at, some the, back at the, at the at wall. The, yeah. 
<laughs> so that was the whole thing was John is trying to find this glass. The thin leader comes back. Nice, nice job. Thin leader, you know, redeeming himself yeah, by no, taking absolutely. one for the team. Everyone's in this together. All the, in a all battle the with the still White alive Walker. people are, are And there. then John goes up against this White Walker. Now, some at some point, and I didn't... This and is what I, I mean. Am I wrong? This is the White Walker that we've been following basically since the beginning. They, I don't know. Kind of the one the that we saw, like, stick his finger in the baby's eye last season. Yeah. And even, even the one going right back to the first episode that sort of... Maybe? Is that the same one? Although Sam killed one as well, so maybe that was the one. That, I just I figured know. that they all kind of look similar. Yeah, like we saw the King White Walker. The King White, yeah. He had like shorter hair and like a purple jacket and like an ice ice crown, which was very cool. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. He was. I just figured him for like a commander or something. Fair enough. Um, and he turned up to have a mighty battle with Jon Snow, and Jon Snow was looking really worse for wear, and I was getting a. Bit worried. Like, yeah, it's look, it would be crazy when you think about it, but it would not be outside the bounds of possibility for Game of Thrones to have Jon just die. Like, that happens sometimes. I didn't really think it would. Yeah, that's and the thing. yet I was still the worried. Show, yeah, the yeah. show the show has created enough uncertainty that I was genuinely worried about him. I was like, okay, that could happen. Yeah. That would be insane to do that. Like from a behind the scenes point of view, that would be nuts to get rid of you're only basically male lead at this point. Like, I don't think that would happen. But maybe. But obviously it didn't. And in the, in the, in the most awesome way possible. Like, I don't think... Had it been established up to this point that Valyrian Steel could kill this No, things? it had not. No. And the White Walker certainly seemed a bit surprised yeah. by what was going on. So, so that was a um, really interesting development. And that lovely shot of when he got the sword and he blocked the blow. Yeah. And all of a sudden the other sword, you know, his sword didn't shatter. Yeah. It just stopped it. And he looked up, and then he just parried with this amazing thrust. Yeah. <laughs> he can parry with an amazing thrust around me anytime. Um, but then killed the <laughs> White Walker dead. Yeah. Valyrian Steel. Shattered Valyrian Steel. So where do we know? is Because Val- Valyrian Steel, one would assume, is more common than Dragonglass at this point. Well, yes, but it's also very, very rare, because all the, it's rare enough that it's commented on yes. whenever it shows up. So his uh, sword... Most of the great houses have a Valyrian steel sword. The Stark Valyrian sword, ice, I was, think it was called. Was broken down into two by Tywin Lannister so, last season. Yeah, one for Joffrey so and one for Jamie. Joffrey and Jamie. So Brienne has Jamie's sword. So Brienne has a Valyrian steel sword. Ah. Um, I don't know where Joffrey's sword is. Um, it must... I think Tommen has it, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, most of the major houses have a Valyrian steel weapon of some description. So there's like 20 or 30 Valyrian steel weapons, but that's it. That's that's all there is. One it's, would imagine that there's a stash of it somewhere. It, they, they're, they're rare enough that they're heirlooms but that hey, passed down through families and stuff. Options. That's know? right, yeah, exactly. Options. Exactly. The, other, the other thing that could kill White Walkers, you would imagine, would be dragon fire. Yes, that You know, fire beats sense. ice. Yeah. So that yeah. could come into play later. Who knows? So, have we covered everything off from that battle? Oh, except the well, <laughs> giant Stampy Giant. Except Stampy the Giant, uh, you know, Being using a flaming awesome. rod. You know, just, just when you think the show's given you every visual that you think you're going to get out of it, you see Stampy the Giant just, like, sweeping away zombies. I mean, this... What I love about He's Game so of grumpy Thrones, about it. Like <laughs> you see, it's almost like... Like he's been woken just, up from a nap. It's ruined his whole day. Yeah. He had plans later. He had things to do. Now this is happening. He's got to deal with this. An awesome chick copped it from freaking kids. Freaking kids. Again, kids. 
kids. Oh, Masada. Oh, I've got a soft heart. They remind me of my children. Can I really murder these horrible murderous... See, you know, for me, I would have been like, yep, because they're clearly shambling corpses. Exactly. But apparently, they were, they apparently that no, wasn't enough. They were rotted flesh. It was, like, and, and don't get me wrong, that was like a chilling scene where you see these children who are like in various stages of decomposition mm. and she obviously has that reaction. And it, it's not just this show, like other sort of fiction like that is... It's always going to be the like mother. Mm. Yeah, it's like the mother balks at killing children. I was like, oh, okay. All right. If you're trying to protect your children, like, what comes first? Yeah, like, like your children on a boat, you need to get back to them. Yeah. Like, are you just going to let yourself be torn apart by She just zombie? let herself be torn it really, apart. It really was like that. I think, to be charitable, maybe that was her sort of losing hope because she sees that even children aren't being spared from this army maybe. of the dead. Yeah. She sort of despairs and then is overcome. Like I said, every once in a while, there'll, there'll be a scene that reminds you of exactly what show it is, which is this high... It, it's a high fantasy show. Like, mm. there's... There's dragons and and elves and zombies and and white walkers. It is a fantasy show. But where Game of Thrones just shines is it will tease it out and tease it out and you'll have a whole season of people sitting around in rooms talking to each other and then bam, you'll have a giant zombie battle. It's it's amazing. Like, like There's no other show like it on TV. It's why I love it. I love it so much. Where something like this will happen, you just be like, yes, this is why people love this show. It's amazing. And then you had that final sequence. And I, I, I found it difficult to come up with a theme because I always like to have a bit of a theme with yeah. my recaps. I ended up going with recruitment because what we'd seen hmm. was like Tyrion and Danny teasing each other out to sort of work yeah. with each other, kind of recruiting each other. Jorah going back to the slave master going, pick me. And then for me, the ultimate recruitment oh, was... Thousands and thousands of wildlings standing up, standing up from and... the dead and just becoming part of the undead army. Yeah, Massive big boost to the White Walker <laughs> army. Just like that. Yeah, and it's, it's, the, it's the terrifying thing about this army is that when they cut you down, you get up and fight for them. That's, that's how it works. Yes. There was almost this look of triumph on the, on the King Walker's face. Yes. Where he sort of, where he sort of went like that and, and put his arms up. And everyone stood up and he's like, what now? Yeah. What now? And all they could do was sail back to the boats. Well, that uh, concludes another amazing episode of Game of Thrones. Absolutely. A heart-stopping so, episode. Episode 9 is going to have to work very hard to top that. Yeah. Uh, well, what, what could be coming in the next couple of episodes? Although last year, episode 8 was when Oberyn Martell was had his eight, eyes Was it 8 or 9? Yeah, eight. because episode 9 was Castle Black. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. they had, they had the right. kind of the two big wow. okay. episodes there. So expect something big next week as well, I guess. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'll save it for episode 10. Maybe. Who knows? In the meantime, we have received some lovely uh, reviews on iTunes, Stu. Have we? I haven't actually checked. So what yeah. have we, we, we've gotten a couple of Yeah, some reviews. people have been saying that we bounce off each other nicely and they really oh, like good. our rapport. Um, <laughs> so thank you. That sounded really ungenuine. But I actually was really chuffed. I went in and clicked on it and it was like, oh. And a few people have given us like five-star oh, cool. reviews as oh, well, thank which you, is everyone. lovely. And um, yeah, please continue to comment on obviously the Fairfax sites um, and you can look us up uh, facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne um, I probably should have chosen a better name for that but it's just it's easier to spell than my surname trust me we will see you next week it's been another amazing week every week every Monday is like running a marathon for me now it's just like <laughs> recap 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 podcast edit 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 but I'm so glad it's been so fun love your work everyone we will see you next week next week Valamogulis winter is coming <laughs>